Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. On this channel, we have simple goals. We want to inspire investors to move forward. We want to create belief that one rental at a time is possible. And we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. It gives you the tools to get started, help you learn your market, allows you to compare deals, and so much more. Lastly, by buying the course, you are granted access to a private Facebook group where I and my students interact daily. Everyone is equal, and we just keep helping everyone move forward. It is so much fun to watch, and again, I believe a link is in the description. With that, on with the show. Hello, friends. How you doing? So I wanted to record this quick video, kind of uh, you know put it out there that I really think this could be a great time uh, to be you know toward to secure your first rental property. I think what is going to be happening uh, in the near future, right, in 2020, is we're going to have less competition from owner occupants. We're going to have some real estate investors blow up because they, uh, frankly, they got cocky uh, and didn't realize that the market cycles are real. So if I believe that's coming, uh, I believe now with, you know, roughly 120 days left in the year is the time to spend on sharpening our axe. Uh, for most of you, that means learning your market, learning how to compare deals and all of that. Uh, this channel is definitely focused on helping new real estate investors get started. Uh, so sometimes uh, you'll find, uh, if you watch all of my content, that I do repeat some certain themes. Uh, I believe in these themes. Uh, they were what made us successful uh, and helped us survive 15 years in the business. Right, helped us grow from a single house to financial freedom. Again, we wrote about it in the book. Uh, if you haven't read it, check it out. Uh, but what today's video is about is I just did a real quick PowerPoint presentation, three or four slides, on how I kind of see the three steps to getting your first rental uh, in 2020. And uh, why don't I just share that and we will get started. All right. So this is uh, these are the three steps. Um, you know, again, as you will see, uh, these steps really mirror our experience. Uh, I will talk about them. I will share what we did during the journey. Hopefully, um, what these are is you see these is not hard, right? They're they're all in your control. Uh, they may not be fun, right? As you'll see in the first one. Um, but they again are inside your control and I'm only sharing them with you because it's what we did uh, way back when, uh, when we started. So let's, let's talk about it. So kind of the first step to get getting started is you need to increase your savings, right? For most of us, ourselves included, we had to lower our expenses. Uh, I'm not shy about admitting that we were spending hundred percent of our income 
before we made the decision to go into real estate. And we had to, frankly, lower it. Um, you know, the other option here is if you're in a, a commission-based job or have the ability, you can obviously look to increase your income. Uh, that's just typically harder for most folks. Uh, so if you can increase your income, please do. But also, I really would coach you to give a shot at lowering your expenses. Um, you know, maybe it's, you know, target 10% um, between now and the end of the year. Maybe by the end of next year, it's 20%. Uh, over the course of five years, uh, we were able to get our monthly expenses down to about 50% of our, our take-home pay, uh, which is, um, you know, w which was a world of difference from spending, pay, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, when you lower your expenses, uh, it's less stressful and your quality of life goes up. Uh, but again, you know, as I've said many times, we we weren't sure if this was going to work out, right? Because a lot of lowering your expenses is you're not, you're not upgrading cars, you're not upgrading your home, you know, you're not remodeling, you're not taking crazy vacations. So you're, you're giving up short-term fun for long-term gain, and you just have to be okay with that. Uh, I've now termed this wants versus needs. Um, really ask yourself, right? Look at your last month of expenses. How much of it was a want versus a need? And I'm not embarrassed to say that we had lots of wants and, um, you know, needs were, uh, needs were always met even when we were lowering our expenses, but, um, it really takes a lot to evaluate what a want versus need is because I didn't come, uh, I wasn't raised that way. I didn't think that way. Right. I, and, and I put that on myself. Um, I was full of wants and, you know, we needed to get around that. Uh, and then the last thing you should do up front is you should look to see if you qualify for an investment loan. And I want you to think 20, 30% down. I'm not saying you have the 20 or 30% yet, but I want you to go and, and get, fill out a financial application, you know, make sure you qualify, feel how it looks like to bait. I call, I call it handing in your report card, right? Basically here I am, here's my balance sheet. Here's my income statement. Here's my credit report. Uh, can I borrow some money? And you'll find out. You'll get a yes or a no answer. Uh, and, you know, that's that's a good first step. Now, these uh, uh, pre-approval letters, what they're called usually, you know, they're only good for 90 days and that's okay. I just want you to go through the experience and see where you are. See if you can get a yes answer. Next, right, step two, uh, you need to go pick your market and your property type. A lot of new investors get lost in the multiple listing service, realtor.com, Redfin, whatever it is, because there's hundreds, if not thousands of properties to look at, and you just don't know where to start. So a lot of times uh, I help students create focus and you need to create focus when you're starting. Cause I think there's one thing you need to own as the investor is you need to rely on yourself to understand what a good deal is, right? A good or a great deal. So you need to put in some work. Uh, if you need help with that, I have this course. We'll put a link in the description. But regardless of how you do that, you need to learn your market, right? You, you need to say, you need to understand what a three-bedroom, two-bath house is if that's what you want to invest in. You then need to have a method to compare deals, right? How do you compare house A with house B? How do you compare a clean house with a cheap house? And if you read our book, you, you will know that we made the mistake of buying cheap houses. 
And I say it was a mistake because it consumed too much of our cash and really stunted our growth. So something I've done and I, I put it in the book is, is I should have bought what is now called turnkey or clean properties. I call them pride of ownership because it would have consumed less cash and we would have been able to grow faster. But again, that doesn't always work. Sometimes the cheap property is cheap enough where it makes sense to do it. Uh, so you need to have a way to compare deals. And again, uh, the thing that I use and teach students is something I call yield, right? How much, how hard is the cash I'm investing working? I ask you to do this, right? Pick your market, get hyper-focused, understand the math, because what I think you, the investor, needs to do is you need to understand what your market produces, right? Again, if you're looking at three-bedroom, two-bath homes, you need to say, hey, they produce on average 5%. Whatever it is, right? Maybe in your market, it's 2%. I, I don't know. But figure out what the average deal is. And then what I think you should do is once you know what average is, and again, this could take 90 days and why you should be doing it now so that you're ready in 2020, you need to know what the average deal is. And then what you'll do in 2020 is you'll only make offers on good or great deals. If your market average is a five, you should only write offers that are a six to eight. And if this doesn't make sense, it's covered in great detail in the course, but that's what I believe. I believe you need to understand how hard your cash is working you need to be able to compare your houses and you, the investor, need to get hyper-focused on your market and your property type. Uh, and again, you have 120 days left in 2019. I think the best thing you could do as a real estate investor is start doing your homework now. I think the market is going to be right to be your first investments in 2020. I think competition will be low. I think interest rates will be low. Uh, and you're going to look like a genius when you lock in low rates for 30 years going forward. So next up, once you start writing those offers on good or great deals, do me a favor, celebrate your success, right? That's a big deal. Even if you don't get a yes answer, but knowing that you wrote offers that fit your model, that's a huge deal. Um, something I talk about in the book that we made a mistake on is we didn't celebrate our successes. We just kept our head down for 15 years and that could have gone so wrong. We got lucky uh, that we held on tight and got there, uh, but we certainly should have celebrated our successes more. The other thing I, should, I recommend always when you get your first rental, don't be in a rush to get your second. Do me a favor and let it run for 90 days. You gotta make sure you're gonna be a landlord because stuff happens. Even if you buy a turnkey unit, you just never know. If you don't know what I mean by that, read our book. I tell you about a horrible story of our first tenant, even though we did everything right. And I think that story would have crushed most investors. So don't be in a rush to get your second and third. Um, you know, re if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up the Norris Drive story uh, in the book. Something is important. I just told you not to buy your second property for 90 days. I did not say stop learning. Stay engaged. I looked at my market every day for 10 years. Stay engaged. Understand what it does. Keep learning. Keep going after it. Lastly, congrats. Hopefully by this point you've made offers, you got a yes answer, and you're a, you're a landlord. Let it run for 90 days. If you like it, keep going. If you don't, congrats, you got one. All right. 
So if that makes sense, if you're still watching this and you haven't subscribed, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. I know it's a vanity metric. Uh, I know it doesn't mean a lot, uh, but it means something to me. Uh, if you've seen my goals, I track my goals every month, which I'll post later today. Uh, it's one of the metrics I, I track. So do me a favor. If you're still watching, hit that subscribe button. Uh, also do me a favor and share these videos. We're trying to get more and more people to watch them. Put it on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or whatever works for you. All right, let me stop sharing. All right, everybody, hopefully that made sense. Again, it's in your, it's in your control. Um, step one really was lower your expenses. Step two was understand, research your market, understand the math, and understand what average is. And then from there, make offers. Make offers on good and great deals. And from there, you'll be wildly successful. All right, take care.